This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. From the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. 2023, a momentous year. The year ESPN 1000 turns 25. A quarter century spent with Chicago sports fans. And a lot of great moments through those 25 years. In conjunction with those great moments, we had to find a great partner. And so we did. Great Clips presents the 25 greatest moments in Chicago sports during the history of ESPN 1000. Number 24. That's right, the 25 greatest Chicago sports moments in the last 25 years is brought to you by our great friends and partners at Great Clips. They're awesome. They are fabulous. Waddle's been talking about them uh, for years. They took Mason to Great Clips in my so neck of the woods. So that he great. Yeah, he's growing his hair out, so we did a... Uh, like Lance McCullers? Yeah, he wants it. that's what he says. He says he wants to grow his hair out. like So we just did a touch-up. Uh, and and yeah. we got Let the hair burn. out of his eyes. Got took care of the sides. Is it like a hint of a mullet? In and out. Yes. Hint of a mullet? Yeah. For sure a hint of a mullet. Is he going to ask to have it kind of like, is his hair wavy in the back, or are you going to have to perm it a little? We're not perming his hair. Putting a little no, body no, into no, it. No, no. We're well, not. You're, I mean, Lance McCullers has got, you know, it's kind of wavy in the back, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, but that's natural, right? We're not perming. Yeah. Well, We're not perming his hair. Okay. No, there will be. Coach one. Ditka. Used to perm, give himself the perm. It was in the 80s. It was in the 80s. So number 25 yes. was the ni- the 2009 series between the Bulls and the Celtics. The seven-game series, which we chronicled, it had four games of the seven that went into overtime. And uh, specifically, we, we played the highlights of... These game six that went into triple overtime. The Joakim Noah play, and it was a glorious series. It was one of the best first-round series ever played. The Bulls ended up losing that series, but it was still fantastic. Some people believe that it's the greatest NBA playoff series of all time. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I was thinking about that after you said that. I mean, come on now. There are those, some of those great Bulls-Lakers series, some of the... You think about all the great series that I know, were played in the NBA Finals. Have there ever and- been any? Have there been any seven game series that had four overtime games? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But there, are, there are certainly have been. It is Weedle yeah, Clock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind the smell though. It seems like it hurts you. No, it's just like not like I'm a I'm a I'm a booze guy. I'm not a like so. The smell's just kind of, I'd rather huff a marker. Yeah. That's just me. I'd rather sniff gasoline or a marker. Does that make me odd? No. So we're up no, to I'm t- with you. We're up to number 24. Uh, Meller, do we have sound to play on this one at all? We do. All right. So uh, let's go to number 24. This was something that really did not happen on the field. It happened off a field, but it did happen on the national television stage. Operative word, field. But we have enormous news, and you can see it on the lower left-hand corner of your screen. We have a trade, and Adam Schefter has the details. Shefty. Greeny, we have the Giants trading number 11 to the Chicago Bears. The Bears come up 
presumably for a quarterback, the Giants get back in return. The Bears' first-round pick next year, they're five this year, and they're four next year. So you see the picks that they get back in addition to the one this year. Next year's one, five this year, four next year. The Bears are coming up. It looks like quarterback time again in Chicago, Greeny. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the reaction in Chicago is going to be remarkable. The draft parties in and around the city there because this is something that the Bears fans and the Bears team desperately needs. You see Mac Jones, he's available for them. Justin Fields is available for them. Well, here's the moment that fans in Chicago have been waiting impatiently for. The commissioner is making his way to the stage. There will be a special presentation and then he will announce the Bears pick as they have traded up with the Giants to number 11. Here's Roger. Carlos Nelson, who's behind me, has been leading the Greater Auburn Gresham Development Corporation in Chicago. Please take it away with the Bears selection. Boy, how exciting is this? With the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the My Chicago Bears select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Oh! This is an interesting one. We put it in number 24. This is a chance in the next few years to vault into the top 10, or it is a chance to fall out of the top 25, yes, depending this on is, what happens with Justin Fields. This is a vote for optimism, confidence, that the future is going to be bright. But if he does become the star that we hope, it could become even greater than the 24th moment no in the last 25 years. There's just not enough uh, evidence to place it any higher. Right, right. And, and if he doesn't, uh, we, like, we may not even think about this as a top 25 moment in the last 25 years. No question. The same way Mitch's selection was not. Right, right. Mitch, like I don't think we're going to play spoiler Mitch Trubisky's draft is not in the top 25 because of the result of it. Again, remind me, this is the greatest 25 moments in Chicago sports in the last 25 years. So there's no negatives here. That wasn't, you know, the Mitch thing wasn't a positive. So where we sit now with the, the arrow pointing up with Justin Fields, where we are currently today when we made the list with the optimism around Justin Fields and the way that draft turned out, all right? So Trevor War- Lawrence, let me back up even further, Waddle, because when we were knowing that the Bears needed a quarterback going into this, when Bleck and Abdallah were producing our show, I always remember talking about the quarterbacks, and we knew that the Bears were decent, right? They made the postseason that year, didn't they? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, they, they added the extra postseason spot. So they, they were made the postseason. We always knew Lawrence and Fields were one and two. That was the way things projected. We were always talking about, all right, we have no shot at Lawrence. We have no shot at Fields. Who are some of the quarterbacks that we should be thinking about? We always had Zach Wilson on our radar from BYU. We never thought Zach Wilson would be taken number two. So we were always thinking like the second tier quarterbacks could be there for the Bears. Well, I recall the following that when we we did our expert draft research, we had Justin Fields as the second quarterback after Trevor Lawrence, but there were many others that had Trey Lance. Well, well yeah, I'm, or others. I'm saying during the season. Yeah. I'm going back even during the season. It was never on our radar that Fields could have ever been there for a Bears team. And then 
the talk during the lead up of the draft. Ooh, could Justin be falling? Um, uh, all of a sudden, Zach Wilson has himself a combine and a workout. And Trey Lance now all of a sudden starts working out. And now Mac Jones. Remember the talk about the, the lead-up? Mac Jones was the rumor guy to be going to San, Francisco. to San Francisco after they made the trade. Yes. Not Trey Lance. Well, this was all good news to me because I always thought that Justin was the second best quarterback in that draft behind Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Going back way back in the day. So so you had all this stuff going on. We thought Mac Jones could go number two. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was going to go number one. And we didn't know what was going to happen. But still, the Bears, remember, were, were drafting 20th. What was going to happen? We didn't love that Pace and Nagy were still there. No. And then we had all these other teams who needed a quarterback still in front. They were still in front of the Bears. So you had teams like Carolina in front of the Bears. You had a team like Denver still in front of the Bears. Both of those teams needed a quarterback. As the draft went on, Carolina drafted J.C. Horn. Denver took Patrick Sertan, who's a great, fabulous player. Great player. But when they called his name, then all of a sudden, things started to change. Oh, boy. Could now all of a sudden Justin Fields be had? He fell so low. Who made, I think it was Weeder who came up with the analogy that it was the equivalent to a $20 bill falling in front of you on the street and Ryan Pace bending over and picking it up. There really wasn't much for Ryan Pace to do. Because it was so obvious at the time, all you had to do was make the call to the Giants and trade up from 20 to 11. They still had Danny Dimes that they were high on. And all you, like, he fell far enough where the move was obvious. It wasn't like trading up from 20th, 20th to 2. But they could have taken somebody else. They could have taken the kid, Mac Jones, who ended up in New England. Mm-hmm. So. Listen, I thought the majority of what Ryan Pace did was all bad. Maybe his parting gift to all of us here in town. We hope. It, it is, we hope they got it right. It is. While Matt Nagy is in the in focus, and he was talking about Fields yesterday, and we're going to play you some of that. It is. It is unbelievable the way we look at those two guys that they may have left us. Two guys who aren't very good at their job may have ultimately left us with the quarterback that we have always wanted. Now, it's not Patrick Mahomes, which Ryan Pace should have gotten right the first time. Yes. But maybe it's the next best thing. That's the hope. And, uh, again, I, I, I thought it was, it was a very optimistic moment because, again, like, after Trevor Lawrence, this is the guy that I thought was the most equipped to take your franchise to the next level. There's a lot of work to be done. But there are enough signs out there that lead you to be very optimistic about the future. That was one of those moments too when they traded up. I was I remember distinctly because it was. It Did happened. you have apprehension that they were going to take somebody oh, else? Oh, absolutely! Yeah. And it happened. It was somewhere between eight thirty and nine o'clock. The reason I remember specifically was because that's when I usually put my tuck my kids into bed. And the Bears had traded up, and so all of a sudden I had to put everything on halts. And I said, "Hold on," told the wife, "We got to watch and see what the Bears do here." Because, but I was absolutely anxiety riddled because. I did not want them to draft Mac Jones, but I certainly wanted them to take Justin Fields. 
But why didn't you want Jones? See, I was one of the few guys at the radio station who was good with Jones because a I knew that San Francisco liked him, uh-huh. and yes. then if San Francisco liked him, as we've seen. He is as good as anybody. B, I watched him win a national championship at Alabama. Mm-hmm. I just, for me, when I watch the Alabama quarterbacks, oftentimes I'm just like, I don't know how much of it is because of them or how much of it is just because of the talent that they've been surrounded by. Especially at that point, you had just seen, you know, Tua, Jalen Hurts, all these guys who, you know, at that point who hadn't established themselves either at the NFL level to being great quarterbacks. So I was just concerned. Don't forget, to the photo that was floating around there that everybody kind of scratched in their head like, really, you're going to draft a quarterback who looks like that? Remember the shirtless photo, the infamous shirtless photo of Mac Jones? Yeah, but Brady paved the way with the shirtless <laughs> photo, right? He did, but there's only been one of him so far. Have you ever seen Peyton Manning with his shirt off? It ain't pleasant either. This is true. Nevertheless, I was all in on Justin Fields, but I was like, I did not want them to take Mac Jones, so I was scared. Maybe I'm not going to lie. Maybe Shanny is the the anti pace. Maybe they can't really identify the most talented quarterback. They can develop the hell out of them, right? And they, they whereas opposed the to here, they can identify them. Or the head they, coach they can't, could, develop but can't develop them. It's a good point. The uh, one thing though, I, when I put in the clip this morning, Sylvie, of all, the funny thing was, I took out. You had Booger McFarland, you had Lewis Riddick, you had Mel Kiper, all breaking down the draft in between when they traded up and actually made the selection, and they were all pretty convinced the Bears were going to take Mac Jones. Yeah. That was the really? that was the interesting part. Yeah, I, like I, it was. I'll never forget because we watched. It was Meller, me, Waddle, and Abdallah who watched the draft when they went up from for Trubisky. And it was stunned. We were stunned when they did it. There was no celebration. We were stunned. I watched this draft by myself um, in the middle of COVID. I was in my basement. And I remember it was pure joy. Like, I had seen Justin Fields play. I've seen him throw the football. I have seen him do against the best competition um, some of the greatest things on the college level. So you weren't disappointed that it wasn't Mac Jones? No, no. I Like, Mac Jones was on my radar, but... Like, Justin Fields was the real deal, and it was a celebration and hope and and joy that they had gotten a a real quarterback here, even though I hated the men who drafted him. But, but yes, I like it. It was this, it was a great day for Chicago sports, and I still think that that it's it's still overwhelmingly positive. Um, but, but it wasn't. Like, I'm trying to think, like, there was the Khalil Mack day. There's the Cuddy day it has brought you days like this. There's the Derrick Rose drafting day. There are a few days where you celebrated an acquisition like this, that you remember where you were when that player was acquired, and it gave you joy just for the acquisition of the player. And that, that was one of those days. I can remember when they drafted Mitch. I didn't know really anything about Mitch, so I was beyond kind of perplexed by what they had done. I was expecting them, if they were going to make a trade, to go somewhere in a different direction. We we weren't was not he was even not though on my they radar. were drafting third. Yeah. We did not talk quarterback that whole draft. Yeah. No, they had just signed Glennon, right? Is yeah, it, yep. He was at the draft party. Yeah, and, and and like there was no mention about the Bears in the in. Looking to draft a quarterback, it was they could. Glennon was young enough that they could still develop him. No one had, had talked about, so he did keep the secret, but unfortunately, it was for the wrong guy. He could have thrown a dart and had a better chance. We always talk about of 
of hitting a bullseye with Deshaun Watson and, and Patrick Mahomes. So do you guys like where we put Fields, 24th greatest moment in the last 25 years? The acquisition of Justin Fields. That's number 24. 312-332-3776. Matt Nagy uh, yesterday uh, was talked to by the CHGO guys. Adam Hogue was down there. Mark Carmen spoke. I forget who else was there. Um, who spoke to is is Braggs down there as well? That is I Braggs don't know. At the Super Bowl? I, think I thought it was Mark Carmen that actually was doing the interview it with was, that, it wasn't Mark it? Carmen. I thought so. So um, he, he was talking to uh, Matt Nagy about if he regretted the way he handled Justin Fields. This is Nagy uh, at Super Bowl Media Day last night. That situation again. There's so many things that can go on. You know. You know. Uh, take care. Uh, Andy got hurt. Yeah. And we, we had a plan through this whole thing. Everybody said, hey, you're trying to do the, the Alex Smith, uh, Patrick Mahomes deal. Right. They're all different. And we, we wanted to make sure that we we handled Justin. We knew that that was our future. Right. And we wanted to handle him and do everything we possibly could to make sure that he succeeded. Scheme, um, how we handle practices, everything. And there, it's just a that was a unique situation um, with with our quarterback room. They were all great. They handled it great. But you know, it, it just didn't go the way we wanted to. And again, you just learn from it. Yeah, throwing him down a flight of stairs with the scheme in Cleveland, I would say. Yeah, they, look, it's a tough environment. I get it. You can hear the noise in the background. There's people everywhere. Matt probably would have been better off just saying, hey, I'm here as part of the Chiefs. You know, well, we could talk about that at a different time. But being the nice guy that he is, he entertained the question, and he gave you an answer that you became accustomed to getting, where you feel like you've driven in a circle after the, the, the entire experience this is comes where you to say, an end. KYP, know your personnel. My personnel is the Chiefs. Yeah. Guys, I had a great time in Chicago. I don't really think that's, that's for me to talk about right now. Matt Eberflus is their head coach. I wish Justin well. He even said there was a, a moment in the interview where I, I haven't talked to Justin all year. Yeah, I, I, no, no crap. Justin probably doesn't want to hear from you. Justin has no trust in you. You let Justin down. You, you didn't develop him the right way. You yo-do, yo-yoed him back and forth. He has no confidence in you. Here's Nagy. Uh, like, I get mad like, like Big Cat, and I put a lot of it on me, too. I like it is a lot my fault, but he ruined a lot of my football Sundays. <laughs> I blame him for doing that. Well, this one's going to make you real mad. Um, he recounts Fields' debut. This is this is all. This is my advice to any NFL owner who is in the business of hiring a head coach and wants to interview Matt Nagy. Remember when he said, "Did you see the Colts game? Mm-hmm. Put in put in the put in the uh, Browns game. Put in the Browns tape. Put that in." Here's Justin Fields' debut. This is Matt Nagy recounting that game. These guys are so young, and when they're thrown into it, everybody thinks that it could just happen overnight. They're going to play like they did in college. That's not real. When you're a coach and you go through your offense, your scheme, your players, you want to do everything you possibly can to make it easy for them to succeed, whatever that is. And we learn, too, as coaches. And so, you know, you go back to the Cleveland Browns game, right? It was a a really, really uh, difficult game. I think there was eight or nine sacks. 
for and it's not what we wanted for for him for Justin. Right? We didn't want it for us. We didn't want it for Justin. The last thing you want is to hurt is to hurt somebody's confidence. A young quarterback like we did that game. No one wants that, you know, for anybody. And so we needed to learn from that and be able to change some things in how we handled him. And but you, you end up running out of time, and and you also know that uh, schematically, you know, um, it just was a there was a, a different situation. They needed to learn from that. The guy they gave no reps in training camp that he couldn't handle that stuff without chipping anybody on that defense that game with that offensive line. It just ran out of time. Just ran out of time. Like sends to the hourglass. Well, there's your guy's coach. I mean, he's you, you got him going somewhere else. We got to find a wager. We got to find out what it is. Maybe a it's nice, not because of him. Nice it's the lunch. dumbness of the league. Maybe a nice bottle of wine. I've already paid one of those bets off before. See, this is my premise for that. Is that I just personally think for Matt to get another bite at the apple, the head coaching apple, he's going to have to prove that he can be more than a, just a quarterback coach. That he can, can be a competent, productive offensive coordinator, and we've seen that. How did that go with him as the Bears offensive coordinator? How did it go in that short period of time with KC before he got the Bears job? He's I've always said he's worse at being a coordinator than he is as a head coach. Yeah. He's better as a leader of men than he is at calling plays. He'd have been better off if he had the capacity like Matt Eberflus did. And separated himself completely. But you got to find a competent, right. got to find a competent offense coordinator. Right. Here's Vic. But Vic is yes. my defensive coordinator, yes. and here's my OC, who's really good, Whoever like Vic. Yes. And I'm going to stand here with my visor, and just kind of like do run club dub. So now he wasn't good at managing the clock, no, nor no, nor nor knowing which hash yeah. the kicker should no, kick from I mean, either. Well, that's why, like. Again, I think I, I think your best <laughs> chance. At all I that. think the best chance for you guys, your prediction to come true is if the process in Kansas City is just Andy decides at some point, and maybe Eric Bieniemy goes on and moves to a different organization, and Matt is left there. I think that's your best chance to win this. I could be wrong win this bet, but in my world. For him to get the next shot, he's going to have to prove that he can handle an offensive coordinator's role. And I don't see that happening because what we've seen of him doing that, it has not gone well. I uh, pulled the question. It's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealer. Uh, Will Matt Nagy ever be a head coach in the NFL again? 2,300 votes. Vote on my Twitter handle, at Waddle and Sylvie. 59.7% are with Waddle and Tyler. They say no, he will not be a head coach again. 40.3% are with uh, Meller and me. We are not voting based on Matt Nagy's strengths. We're voting on the weakness of the NFL (laughs) and their decision-making. That's the way we're voting. Um, Vote online. If you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776. Thank you to Great Clips for this outstanding promotion of the 25 top moments in Chicago sports over the last 25 years. Number 24 was Justin Fields getting drafted number 11 overall a and couple le- years ago. And let's hope we revisit this in a year or two and we we boost him way up yes. as opposed to revisiting this a year or two and going, uh-oh, we have to find another number 24. We've got, uh, we'll take your calls. We've not taken a lot of calls yet today. We will take your calls next. And then Would You Rather coming up at 445. Hashtag it WS Would You Rather. Send them to Meller and Tyler. We've got a prize pack on the line for you. 
follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. going to join us at uh, 5. He had the uh, exclusive one-on-one interview with LeBron right before he goes to break the record. The all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Breaking Kareem's record. Hopefully tonight because we got money on him to break it tonight. Yes, we do. Where's Michael? Is he 2? Michael 2? 3? No, I want to say he's Carl Malone behind uh, Kareem. Or now behind uh, LeBron. Double check that. All right, NBA the order on that. Scores. Um, you want to hear this too? We didn't play this yesterday. Uh, Kay Adams was on uh, on her show on FanDuel. She had Brandon Marshall on the show. She told uh, they were talking about a an old Jay Cutler story. This is a current Jay Cutler story. She had Jay Cutler booked. <laughs> Take a listen to this. Maybe it was. An emergency. So, like, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth when this eventually gets cleared up. But the fact of the matter is, I wanted to put one to you and get one on the scoreboard for Kay Adams versus Brandon Marshall so bad that I lowered myself to basically beg Jay Cutler to come on the show. And then I'm making videos like, we got Jay Cutler on the show. And he did me dirty, I think. Wow. So, yeah, that's over. Listen, don't feel bad, Kay. Uh, he once told me he was going to come to my wedding, and um, I look out in the aisle, and there was no Jay Cuddy. What did he say? Where was he? I didn't talk to him. I, I didn't talk to him for another three years until I got traded from the Miami Dolphins to the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Is that true? Is. Come on, we don't lie on up in Adams. <laughs> yes, it's true. The night, two nights before the wedding. Yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm coming. Wow. You know, Tony Sheffler came. All the boys came. We're having a good time. And all of a sudden, all right, he'll make it tomorrow. Yeah. He didn't make the he didn't make the party. He'll make it tomorrow. Nope. Mm-mm. Ghosted. <laughs> We're not the only ones. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a roll of the dice. That's what it is. The roll of the dice. Uh, Did so, he send Kyle Long instead? That's good. That's good. That would have been great if yeah. all of a sudden on her screen there was Kyle Long. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Kay. It's Kyle. Yeah, Jay told me you needed me. I'm, I'm the fill-in. This goes back many years. Jimmy on the north side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, fellas? How are we? We're good. Long time no talk. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, battling the good fight at home, and uh, I was in New York for business, but listening nonetheless. Um, by the way, can I just say that Aaron Rodgers is the biggest stroke on planet Earth? <laughs> I mean, come on. But I would want to get into that business model of locking people in a dark room for zero marginal cost and charging them as such. Yes, However, that sounds like a good business plan, doesn't it? $1,000 yeah. a night, your cost is probably 50 bucks. But you said it was $40 that they yeah, were charging. Yeah, cost it, isn't it very... It doesn't sound like it's a high-priced Yeah, gig. but my guess is, is Aaron's not going to the low, lower-cost ones. He's probably going to Frankfurt? Probably not. He's probably not going to Frankfurt, Illinois for his. Yeah, I mean, the marginal cost of spinning up one of those uh, four-day affairs at... Uh, 
in a dark room is can't be very high. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, purely snake oil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I've uh, been thinking about the bears, and c- correct me if I'm wrong, if this is unrealistic, but, you know, as we consider trade-down opportunities, right, I think that no matter who's trying to come up to one, you want to be in touch with the Texans and let them know that they basically have right of first refusal, given you know their interest in trading us two and twelve. We're willing to negotiate. So then you move to two, right? And presuming that Houston takes one of the quarterbacks that's not necessarily as desired by the other teams that are in the top ten looking for a QB, you've you've retained the leverage, right? And so, you know, you know, to some degree, you can get two first rounders from uh, Houston and then go and do it all again with, with Indianapolis, potentially. I mean, that would be ideal, right? Because then you can get one of the defensive guys uh, on the interior. But I guess my point is just taking a deal from the Colts seems like you're not uh, taking advantage of all the leverage that you have, unless it's completely unrealistic to say that you would trade down twice. Is that is that com- so unrealistic? I don't think it's unrealistic. Um, I, I would definitely listen. If what you just described, Jimmy's available, I think you, I, of course you trade down as much as you possibly can. I think what you would definitely be interesting is what they will do leading into the draft, right? What will they, um, they seek to uh, holes to fill? But, you know, I can see that, that Northwestern tackle at 12, then you get an interior guy at, at four potentially, and then you're looking at, you know, maybe trying to get something in the earlier the second round. But, you know, we need uh, difference makers right out of the gate, right? And it seems like they're, those can, can fulfill that. And then I think you want to trade for, Let's say uh, Hopkins. Let's say uh, you know. I don't know if uh, Devonte Adams is available. I still like the Cooper Cup idea. I know Sylvia, so, so you're not necessarily uh, involved in that, but um, like I guess do you make that trade for a wide receiver prior to the draft, or do you try to do it in the draft, or do you wait until we're looking at second and third wide wave, uh, wave free agents? <laughs> Obviously, I mean, I just, Jimmy, I just you know, don't. I, I don't think the play. I don't think the playbook is kind of written for that yet. You've got to. I think that that you just speak. You speak in kind of general terms, like a, the first overall pick is available. You talk to everyone about it. You also tell everybody we're open for business. If you get a, a you know a hint that they know up at Hallis Hall that the Bears are interested in a wide receiver, possibly in a trade. If you're a same way that that you would expect Ryan Poles to call the Texans, the Colts, the Carolina Panthers, and all of them, don't you think that a team looking to deal a wide receiver for whatever reason would call a wide receiver needy team like the Chicago Bears and vice versa. I think we could get bogged down in a thousand potential scenarios. What should the Bears do? I think basic in basic terms, we're open for business. Yes. But again, in until the dust settles on free agency, yeah. we don't know which teams are truly looking for the quarterback. Don't. Do we know if Carolina's going to get Geno Smith? Don't know. Like, like, where, Where's Jimmy like, Garoppolo right, going? Right. Where's Will Aaron Jimmy Rogers Garoppolo going? go to Vegas? Well, exactly. Well, Aaron Rodgers, where does Aaron Rodgers land? Where does Derek Carr land? Yeah. 
So until those those dominoes fall, there's no way to predict we, it. We don't know which team will end up, and then then we'll see who doesn't get one, and then who will be be more desperate to even trade up. Then no question. The only thing I would say is is that there will come a point for me again an amateur draft, you know, whatever. I don't want to go too far down in this draft where you doing all of your work and your research and your board where maybe you're on the cusp of not getting a player that you consider to be kind of game changing. Like if you if you trade all the way down to 15 or 12 or 14 and, and you know, all of the difference making players at that point in this year's draft are gone. That would not excite me. I still want to walk away from this year's draft with a player that I believe can be a quote unquote franchise changer. Where that spot is, is it at eight? Is it at seven? Is it at six? Is it at four? Wherever it is, I don't want to trade so far down that I'm not getting a guy that I think can have an enormous impact on your team for years to come. Big C on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, C? What up? What's happening, hey, Big I, C? I, I'm making it at you, Sylvie. Hey, Waddle, what? you get a pass this time. Why? Did I kill? Hey, I made Chris Jones a household name. People at the crib on that Sunday thinking about me. Nobody knew who Chris Jones was until Big C mentioned his name. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. On your show. On your show. Mm-hmm. And no. I, I got the little hate you try to say. Oh, yeah, three backups. Yeah, that's why I even called the show last week. But back to you, Sim. What's up with all this hate with that next, man? He was a bad coach. Man, cut it out, man. Y'all was sitting up there. And you, I, 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 um... I blame you because you were the leader of the pack. Had them morons at this, at this guy kid's game talking about side neck. All the stuff y'all put that cat through, and you talking about winning, and then you want to talk about Fields. He wasted one year. What did Fields do this year? He grew. He ain't growing to better. nothing. The, th- the thing is, it's on college. It's on, it's on tape from college. You go on YouTube, pull it up. The pros and cons, what they said about Fields coming out of college, is true. The guy can't make reads. Uh, yes, he can make throws like with goals and hooks on the line. Yes, he can make those throws. But when you have a, a option route like what they put out, where you run like a little hook and then you have a drag cut underneath, but it's an option to hit the hook or the drag, he won't hit it. He'll throw it up straight on the line. And he'll make the play because he's good, but that's not the concept they're going to work in the NFL. So, Big C, if so you're, you're starting a franchise, NFL team, you're hiring. You're hiring Matt Nagy to be your head coach. Yeah, Matt Nagy. Because Nagy, gonna, he, what he gonna do with the teacher like Big Cat said? He gonna win a Super Bowl. Cause you know what he gonna do? Get another Big Vagio. There you go, Silver. And back to this stuff like the Jimmy from the North. By the side. way, uh, FYI, Vic Fangio was already brought in by John oh, Fox. Okay, well, John Fox. Nagy, he was already retained. Nagy, he'll he'll bring somebody. Nagy had to approve it. But check this out. Like the guy was talking about Jimmy, all this trade back getting the right receipt. Why can't you know? Why ain't nobody talking about getting a veteran? You know you need some veterans, right? Hmm. You need some veterans. All good teams have veterans. They have veteran O linemen, veteran D linemen, like uh, Callis Campbell in Baltimore. I think they, I think they're gonna, that? that's what free agency's for. I, they're going to bring I'm in some not veterans. About no free agents. I'm saying if you get a team to trade down. They got a good veteran. You need to get him too. Why? Why you trying? What y'all talking about? Leasing. 
Uh, as I've said a million times, everything's on the table with this team. They've got salary cap space to play in free agency. They've got cap space to actually make a trade and take on a contract that maybe other teams can't nope. afford. They've got draft currency. Now you're just going to make the right decisions. Exactly, but nobody's talking about the veterans. You need, you need veterans. You just can't call out, oh, we're going to get hot and Cooper up and all this. Oh, great fans. Oh, man, enlighten these people. By the way, well, Big you can C, call Jimmy. Call Jimmy. Big Tell C, him. watch out for this. Uh, there's a sneaky good player on the Philadelphia Eagles on their offensive line. His name is Jason Kelsey. He's pretty good at the, at the center position. Okay, okay. You take a look at so him what, this weekend. I, I do about this Kelsey. I told y'all about Kelsey. I probably named him and Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson got no pick number two in the draft with the Cat Fisher from Kansas City. All right. He's still on their line. Okay, then, because don't, don't try to talk to me about no football. All right, well, hey, look, hey, here's another one. Let, let, let this, I don't know if you know him. Sneaky good player. Rushing the passer for the Philadelphia Eagles. Son Reddick. He could get after him. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, you know but, who he is. Hey, you know, hey, Take, Reddick, he did a number on field, didn't he? I look, so I'm, you know I, I, am, I am making a proclamation on this show, yeah, I, educating people like you yeah. and, and, and the listeners. Hassan, t- Big C, do you know who he is? Hassan Reddick. Take that's a look at him this weekend. Let's talk about this Cleveland game. You're talking about with Phil. You know what Miles Garrett said at the end of the game? We knew we were going to twist the boy up because the boy don't know nothing. So it ain't Maggie's fault. It's all on They didn't tape. protect him. All all right. I got to go, Big C. We got to go to Would You Rather. Read. Big C, all right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. It was your turn this time. All right, Would You Rather, coming up next to the Michael Wilbon. Hey, i got a good question for you. Who likes beer? Now that I have your attention over there, this Friday it's $3 beer night at the Chicago Wolves game. That's right. It's the final $3 beer night of the season, and the Chicago Wolves take on the Iowa Wild this Friday, 7 p.m. at Allstate Arena. The reigning Calder Cup champions, the Chicago Wolves, are making their run for the playoffs, and there is no better time for you to grab your drinking buddies and check out the Wolves versus the Wild this Friday, 7 p.m. Get your tickets today by going to ChicagoWolves.com. We are Chicago. We are hockey. We like $3 beers. And we are the Wolves. Hey, this is Coach Mike Dick. Greg Olson here. This is Stacy King. Hey, this is D. Rose. What up? This is Ludacris. Hello, this is Dick Enberg. Would you like to play a little? Would you rather? Oh, my. Would you rather you send it in? Hashtag at WS. Would you rather send them to Tyler Aki and Jeff Meller on Twitter? Boys, what do we have uh, for Would You Rather today? All right. Chris Cavato wants to know, gentlemen, would you rather have Nick Friedel cover your favorite sports team? Been there, done that. Or have Aaron Rodgers be in charge of your decision making? Uh, I'm going to take Nick covering my favorite sports teams. It's not Nick's fault that the Bulls continue to fail. No, curses are real. No, they're not. Curses are real. Not Everywhere he's gone, it turns to crap. I'll, uh, I'll have Aaron Rodgers be in charge of my decision-making. Good luck. You go in the uh, ayahuasca, especially a younger Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't want uh, older Aaron Rodgers. Cut off all ties with your family. It's true. Mark, to be your friend, you're going to have to cut off ties to your entire family. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking about that. I don't think you were thinking about much when you decided to let Aaron Rodgers make all your decisions. You really believe that, that much in the Nick Friedel curse? I do. I do believe it's real and it's unspectacular. 
By the way, did you see Seth Curry was wearing a Cubs World Series hat last night was during he? the Brooklyn Nets game? I did not see that. No. I'm uh, not I, watching I, the I Brooklyn Nets game. I stick with my game. decision. I don't really stay away from my teams. I do love Nick, though. But don't want him to curse my teams. Do you love him, but yet you blame him for stuff that he has no control over? It both can be true, like you always say. What's next? Andrew wants to know, would you rather spend four nights in an Iowa jail or four nights on a darkness retreat? Four nights in a darkness retreat. Yes. Yeah, that one thinks pretty easy. Yeah. Ben Knight wants to know, gentlemen, would you rather have John Madden... Or Tony Romo called play-by-play of your bedroom activities. Oh, John, John Madden. Madden. Boom. Boom, yeah. Wow. John Madden's legendary. I mean. Yeah, but he get you know. And Tony Romo talks too much. Do you want either one of them in your bedroom? The answer is no. But if you could choose one or the other, who are you choosing? Uh, the one of them still alive. <laughs> then. Why, it's then not, we're not digging up John to sit there <laughs> and do nothing. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> John Madden was great. I actually think the corpse of John Madden may make a better call. (laughs) That's a winner right there, Waddle. You win with that one. Tells you you all about slathering up the turducken. Do you want to hear? Oh, oh, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. I think what you got to do here is get your leg up a little bit higher. I think uh, the corpse of John Madden also does more homework. (laughs) Boom. One for you. That one is... That was good. That was really good. Team, that was a team effort right there. Team broadcaster jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jose wants to know: Would you rather do the four days in solitary confinement or try the ayahuasca retreat? Yeah, no drugs for no, me. No, I'm not doing the drugs either. Wait, uh, well, just well, gonna... What is ayahuasca? Is that mushrooms? No, I think it's its own uh, it's like sort a... of entity. It's it's mushroom mask, right? Isn't it, isn't it mu- mushroom mask? Isn't Maybe, it like acid? Isn't it acid? Listen, you're talking to a bunch of uh, ayahuasca bunch of virgins over here. here. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely an ayahuasca virgin. It's I'm a brewed a... drink. Yeah, no thanks. And then you poop yourself, right? He knows how to get trending, doesn't he? Like, Ro- Rogers does know how to control the news cycle. That he does know. In the meantime, crazy, Brady craves the attention. Brady keeps on tweeting. He's bored as hell already. He's, he's going to clog up your Twitter feed for the next 12 months. No, he's no, he's not. Because in a month from now, he's going to be training again. No, he's and he's going to be back in a, in a camp by July. You watch. He's bored as hell. <laughs> uh, What's next? Brian wants to know, would you rather... Your 18-year-old daughter date current day Leonardo DiCaprio or an 18-year-old David Kaplan? I'd rather her mar- uh, date. I would rather date someone your own age. Oh, so no Leo for you, huh? Well, I mean, look, I, my daughters, they're all adults. They can do whatever they want. It's their decisions. Well, a lot more money with the uh, with Leo. No, that's kind of cool. Are you so you are basically prostituting <laughs> your daughter because her date I, has I a lot of money? It's a, it's a more fun experience, yes, for your daughter. I don't know. Then she could either go and drive to Hamlin University in Minneapolis to go visit Cap, or she could be jet setting across the world with Leo. There's an expiration date with Leo, isn't there? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. The 18-year-old cap has hair. 
What kind of hair? I, I don't know. You it, know, I saw. Is I've it seen a feathered pictures. look? Is it like a crew cut? Is it a mullet? What is, is, it, is it? Is it? Is it yeah, is, does it make a know. difference? I, I don't. You're the one that brought it up. I don't. know. I didn't bring it up. I was reading a question from Brian. Oh, didn't you say he's got hair? Oh, an 18 year old cap has hair. Yes, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Leo. I think Leo. Leo's the answer here. I, th- I think you're not a father of a daughter. It's true. <laughs> it is true. How do you know that uh, 18-year-old Cap was all... Uh... Don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do believe that, and they can do their own thing, but I do believe the age difference. How old is Leo? 48. 48 and 19. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world, but... My daughter's a freshman in college. She's 19. Could be a freshman. Would you rather have her bring home Hamlin University's own David Kaplan? I'm on football scholarship, and I'm going to be a basketball coach. Take that. Or Leo. Do you think that's Listen, what he did at that time? Do you think Leo. that's what he did at the time? Scream, huh. take that. Hello, Mr. Wild. I'd have to I show did. him outside. You, you watched know, Wolf of Wall Street. I, hey, I did. Uh, uh, Tom, would you like to watch Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> we could watch it together. I can we tell could. you yeah. how we made that. The good, you know what, Waddle? I think I think Sylvie's won me over. The good news is, you know that by the time your daughter's twenty, she will no longer be on Leo's radar. There's no doubt because he will have moved on to exactly. somebody else. Yeah, she'd have fun. How do you know? Experience of a lifetime. I think what we have learned is is that you swim in the shallow end of the pool. <laughs> we'll pick a winner and we'll talk to Michael Wilbon coming up next.